Winston Churchill once said, we make a living by what we get. We make a life by what we give. In the arms of Are you interested in getting involved in helping to support your favorite podcast, a.k.a. this one? Why, yes, Katie, I am. Well, there are three, count them, one, two, three ways for you to support the show. One, two, three. First, rate and review us on any platform you listen to us on. We're on Stitcher, TuneIn, iTunes, Spotify, and probably a bunch of other platforms that I don't fucking remember the names of right now. Make sure that when you leave us a five-star rating, you include a written review with your rating. That helps it be seen. Even if you just enter Stay Spooky in the review box, it helps. Dear Katie and Kenny, keep it fucking spooky. And if you're interested in getting some swag so that you can rep your favorite podcast on the go, head on over to thehauntedheart.com and smack that merch tab to see all the goodies that we have for you guys there. We have t-shirts, bags, pens, and even a lip scrub, so make sure you check it out. Hashtag swag. If you're interested in taking the relationship to the next level, head on over to patreon.com slash thehauntedheart. There you can become a monthly subscriber to the show and get access to all kinds of bonus content that we create especially for you with love. For $5 a month, I too became a blood sacrifice to Satan. So thank you guys so much for supporting the show. We truly couldn't do it without you. Thanks for listening. And as always, stay spooky. I'm not going to do it now. Now I'm not going to open the show. I'm not opening the show under protest. What? No, you have to open the show. I'm not, because you don't like my idea. (laughs) It's not that I didn't like your idea on how to open the show. It's just that it was bad. (laughs) (laughs) It's fine. It's just that it just didn't connect. I want you guys to know that I just spent the last, like, five minutes... With a hand on either side of each breast, just trying to fucking squeeze an idea out of here. <laughs> and she I didn't was... even realize I was doing it until Kenny said. No, we have uh, all we had all of our stuff together. We've burned our sage and cleansed our like I don't know what the fuck is up, Sage. You didn't do your job today. I know, right? I even left uh, it burning for a while. But uh, we just sat here for a solid five minutes trying to figure out now what to do. This is going to be like one of those awkward fucks where like, you know, you want to do it because you like to do it, but also you've been doing it for a while and you know, you just don't have any new tricks to pull out of the bag. <laughs> so you just kind of throw the dice and see how it goes. Yeah. You know, uh, highs and lows, you know, killer fucking intro last episode. I feel like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> way to compliment week- yourself on air. You fucking Leo. Killer fucking, uh, yeah. And then, uh, you know. It goes back to that, like, averaging out 100%. Sometimes it's 120. Sometimes it's just the 20, baby. And that's how it goes. And that is exactly how it goes. So I hope that everyone has had a lovely week. We have had sort of weeks from hell. Mm-hmm. Uh, I flew to California to the land of the big fire to... <laughs> To um, 
attend a conference. And I got a blood clot in my leg. What? <laughs> I forgot I didn't tell you about you that. You didn't tell me about Look, that. Look, there's like a crazy bruise. Can you see it? Hang is on. Is it a probably... bruise or is it a blood clot? No, it's a bruise coming from a blood clot, which is great. What did you do? I sat. Oh. A lot, apparently. Well, no, here's the thing. Airplane seats are so fucking small that I had to origami fold myself into my fucking seat. And the only way that I can be comfortable is to, like, cross my legs, like, knee over knee. And uh, and apparently, if you do that for five hours at a height of 30,000 feet, blood stops moving. Mm-hmm. Too good? It you get a blood clot. Too good. <laughs> so that's what happened to me. Well, no, and then you also, because uh, you had that funny... Uh, you were sitting at your conference. I remember you telling me this, and then you saw the quote. Oh my god! Fuck yes! <laughs> no, I was. We had just recorded the promo spot that we will probably put at the top of this episode as well, so that now you know what the fuck we're talking about. Um, it was the promo spot for uh, the one that starts with the Winston Churchill quote and the song that is more or less probably copyrighted. That is the soundtrack for all of the ASPCA ads. And that's about as close as I'll go to naming it, because I'm pretty sure we can get sued for having used it. Uh, But the quote that starts that off, that Winston Churchill quote about making a life from what we give was actually on. We had literally just recorded that like the day or two before. And it was up on a PowerPoint as part of a presentation that I had to sit through and be a fucking professional. (laughs) <laughs> and I was like dying and I like sneak took a picture and texted it to Kenny and I was like crying because I was trying not to laugh. It was glorious. I'm so glad that you made it back from California. I, I too am glad, <laughs> but my heart, I mean, I know I made a joke up top, but my heart really does go out to everybody in California with all the fires and everything. It's, it's pretty insane. Uh, and especially all the firefighters and all the people that are displaced from their homes and everything. I, we really feel for the whole state. And uh, so hopefully that all of that craziness will be over soon. Yeah. Yes, I was thankful to get you back because otherwise uh, I wouldn't be, we wouldn't be able to make our announcement. That's true. That we, we need do to make. have an Because I believe we did promise uh, our, our listeners that we had some news right. that we were going to share um, and it's not my blood clot. <laughs> it's not that. That was not the news, folks. Nope. Uh, uh, should we wait another episode? No. 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 What if we just didn't have news and we were just like, make sure you listen. Make sure you listen. Important the news, news is coming. that we love you. No, we actually do have news. So we've really enjoyed recording the podcast with you guys. For... It sounds like you're about <laughs> to tell them we're not doing no, it No, shut up. No, <laughs> we've really enjoyed recording the podcast for you guys. We love putting out episodes for you every week. But we thought, like, you know, what would be more intimate than uh, recording and putting out episodes? Like, how do we take the relationship to the next level? To the next level. Other than subscribing to our Patreon? Other than that. Now so, it's like, the, the next, next the level. The next, next level. We're talking, level. oh, you're talking about next level, next level. Next level, yes. Okay. Creating a new level. And we decided that it would be really fun. As you guys know, we are based in D.C. And we love D.C. And we thought it would be super fun to meet some of our D.C. and surrounding area fans 
with a live show. Yes, we're going to do our first ever fucking live show, you guys. Can you believe it? I am so excited. Uh, Not nervous. Definitely more excited. I'm so excited that I could vomit from excitement. Don't do it on stage, though. I'm going to try not to. So here's the, here's the deal. Here's the scoop. And this is open to anybody. Um, obviously, if you want to fucking travel to D.C., that would be amazing. But mm-hmm. you uh, also don't have to. I mean, you can. I don't know why I'm trying to talk you out of it. <laughs> no. We'll probably. <laughs> don't the, come see this show. I'm the best all. marketing person ever. No. Um, we're going to do the live show in D.C. It's Friday, January 11th uh, of next year. So it's. One 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 nine. Uh, it's going to be at Dangerous Pies in DC, and we'll probably the show is going to be at eight p.m. So we're probably going to do a meetup beforehand at like a local bar or whatever, so we can get good and drunk before we do the show. Oh, for real? <laughs> no, girl, <laughs> no. gonna need it. We'll probably do like a like a meetup at a local bar, probably around like five or so. We'll we'll get the details on that shit. But if you want to come, that would be amazing. We would love to meet all of you guys. We would love to actually have an audience to perform in front of. Uh, we can do it in front of Steven and just Steven. Well, I feel like if we tell them that Steven will be there, they would be more inclined Maybe they'll come, to they'll come to the live show <laughs> to see for Steven. Steven. Yeah. You know what? I'm not... I'm not above it. No, no, me neither. I just want you to come to the live show. For real. Listen, you can come to the live show. You can listen to our bullshit. You can get you some pie. Fuck yes. I'm so excited that our first live show is in a fucking pie shop. Like, how husky is that? I mean, it is perfect. I don't want any other venue. Right? (laughs) I feel like this is like the best one. This is the standard. Pie, podcasts. What more do you need? Pies and podcasts. Pies and podcasts, honey. Put a bow around it. Damn. <laughs> yes. So uh, one 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 nine in DC at Dangerous Pies. It's a free event. You don't have to pay for our trash. <laughs> you just have to be there. You just gotta be there and listen. Yeah, we'll have merch and shit if you're interested in merch and shit, and we'll try to do a meetup uh, in DC um, that same evening. So come. Yes. You can find the event on Facebook. We're performing with another podcast called Critically Acclaimed. And they're a music podcast. So it's a little bit of a change of pace. Um, I hope that they listen to some of our episodes before they show up. I, you know. Mm, just so they know before the murder part happens. Are, like, I just are, hope that they know. Are there going to be kids there? I don't know. <laughs> if so, you know what? Welcome. Welcome. Uh, everybody's welcome to the live show. Welcome, it's fine. child. I'm sorry, but it's fine. Some kid there is just enjoying his slice of apple pie, and we're just over there talking about blood, guts, murder, sex, and then he gore, severed the legs <laughs> from the torso. And then, you know what? That kid's either going to be and really then, fucking cool or Jeffrey Dahmer. It's fine. You know what? I feel like it's it's one or the other. You either end up like us, or you end up like Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah. Uh, We got lucky. In that comparison, we're the winners. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Yes. So excited for this. So we have to thank our sponsors, though. Capital Sound. um, They're the ones who are putting this together for us. And they do a lot of really cool stuff in D.C. So make sure you check them out. If you are interested, the event is on Facebook. We're going to share it in the group when this episode drops. And uh, we hope that everyone who is in D.C. or adjacent can make it. And if Mm -hmm. you're not in D.C. and if you want to come fucking hang out. 
Come on. You'll get some pie. That you if have to pay for. If we forget all of our... Yeah, you do. You do have to pay them for a pie. No. Um, if we forget all of our lines, then we'll just... We already have a backup plan in place. We're just going to strip naked and eat pie on stage. Either way, it's a horror show. For <laughs> Really, honestly, truly. The Haunted Heart Horror Show. Welcome it's to true. it. It's true. All right. So come out and see us. We'll talk to you guys about that bullshit probably several more times, but... There you go. There's a big announcement. I hope that you weren't too pent up with excitement. Yes. Or, or disappointed. Or disappointed. They were like, man, I thought they were going to announce Damn. something cool. That's shit. Like, I, I thought can't... they were going to say they were ending the podcast, but I guess I thought I... they were just going to announce the end. <laughs> Turns out it's just in a different format. <laughs> Turns out it's just... It's just the yeah. same shit, but live. It's true, but live. Okay, so what are we talking about today? A girl? I don't know. I have no notes. That's right. I gave you the week off. Yeah, she gave me the week off, folks. She was like, listen, uh, don't research anything at all. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) All right. (laughs) All right, cool. So I see I've lost 30 minutes. (laughs) I don't know how I'll ever get back that five minutes. Uh, Anyway, no. So I have no clue. uh, Literally, legitimately have no clue what we're talking about. Typically, we don't. Uh, we have a theme in mind, as you guys know, but if you're new, you may not. We have a theme that we sort of select, and then we curate our articles and information around that theme, and we don't necessarily know what the other is going to bring to the table uh, that evening. But for this episode, literally no fucking clue. So I, I have nothing prepared, so God help you. You mm. might just be listening to this. You're in my hands. Oh. I'm just nestled in your breasts. That's lovely. So comforting. Yes. No, I gave Kenny the week off because he is struggling with holiday. And if you work in retail, then you know how terrible it is. And I thought that that would be a nice thing to do. So I'm covering a topic this week. We're going to journey together. Okay. Because I'm sure you're going to have feels and thoughts and experiences that you want to share. Feel free to do that. Uh. However, only you can do it, though, Kenny, because you're the only one with a mic. Um, There's nobody else here, though. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) Our listeners are here in spirit. Okay. No, so we're covering a topic that everybody has wanted us to cover for quite some time. We've gotten quite a few requests, requests, refreshes, Um, quite a few requests for this one. And it's something that I'm very excited to cover, and I just hope that I am up to snuff, because this week we are talking about... The Mandela Effect. Okay. I don't, what is... Uh, all right. So... Okay. I feel like you're underwhelmed. <laughs> no, it's not that I'm underwhelmed. Um, I just... Uh, I don't... You don't really, have a frame of reference? I don't have a frame of reference. Okay. I don't know where to go. This is All like right. uh, when you ask me anything about myself. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> uh, Kenny, tell us something about yourself. Ah, well, I attended Juilliard. I'm a graduate of the Harvard Business School. I travel quite extensively. I lived through the Black Plague, and I had a pretty good time during that. I've seen The Exorcist about 167 times, and it keeps getting funnier every single time I see it! No, in all honesty, I don't really know what the uh, Mandela Effect is about. I know that it has been uh, requested, uh, and I saw it I saw it there on our, on our notes of things to cover, and I was just like, meh, but... I don't. I don't really know a whole lot about what it is. So I am a clean slate for the most part. Well, luckily, 
I've done a lot of research on the occult web about this. The occult and, web? and I'm bringing you the truth today. I'm not fucking around. We did the intro thing. We did the live show announcement, which was very exciting for everybody. We did a little bit of comedy up top. But now I'm bringing you the truth with a capital T. And here we go. We're diving in. So first up, we have to thank the MandelaEffect.com, a very scientific site for much of the research for this episode. Great. Thank you, MandelaEffect.com. So I just want to say, great organization, very scientific, very fact-based, and logical. Cool. So uh, is this like, does this have anything to do with Nelson Mandela, or is that, no? What if I just high key was like, nope, it doesn't. I mean, I don't know. And that's where the truth begins. No, it actually does. Okay. So the term Mandela effect was first coined by Fiona Broom, a famed conspiracy theorist and self-proclaimed paranormal consultant. Now, the words paranormal consultant are in quotes, and I feel personally attacked. That is the most beautiful. What was it again? Say it again. Famed conspiracy theorist and self-proclaimed paranormal consultant again quotes i'm about it next time you ask me what i am what do i do i'm gonna have something along those lines <laughs> i'm a self-proclaimed paranormal consultant I'm a, aka a podcaster <laughs> true so fiona defines the mandela effect phenomenon as quote when someone has a clear personal memory of something that has never happened in this reality end quote this reality this reality wait i'm already fucking confused they have a clear idea of something that has happened in this reality that has not happened that has not happened yes because some having a clear idea of something that happened in this reality is just literally called like recall memory (laughs) just normal that's just called existing right okay just not being a goldfish right okay yes Okay, so, but we're remembering things that have never happened in this reality. So the most famous example of the Mandela Effect, and actually the example from which it takes its name, is the supposed memory that many people share of Nelson Mandela, the former leader of South Africa, passing away during his imprisonment during the 1980s. Some people even remember televised news coverage of the announcement of Mandela's death. And Fiona Broom is one of the folks who claims to clearly remember Mandela having died prior to even becoming president of South Africa, which happened in 1994. In this reality, however, Mandela did not pass away until 2013. Are you serious? Yes. So there are people who remember Nelson Mandela's funeral being covered in the 1980s, but he didn't even, he wasn't even president of South Africa until 1994, and he actually passed away in this, in this reality. In 2013. I keep saying that a lot. <laughs> this well, reality. I may or no, may not feel thought, very passionately. No, I thought I remember reading something in school. Like, I remember thought, I thought I remember reading that, like, in school that, like, I c- can clearly, not clearly, I guess, obviously, but, like, I re- can reference, re- I'm fucked. <laughs> yeah, I told you. That is what the truth no, will do to you, I my re- friend. I remember. How deep this rabbit hole goes. I remember being in school and like thinking or reading that he had passed away. Like, Yeah. There are a lot of people that do. Unfortunately, that didn't happen because he didn't pass away while you were in school. Because he didn't pass away until 2013. Wow. And you were long out of school. 
But what's even weirder is that I don't remember hearing news about him passing away in 2013. In 2013. Yeah, weird. Weird. Now, theorists, (laughs) and by theorists, I mean mostly Reddit users and YouTube conspiracy theorists worldwide, have cited the Mandela effect as indisputable proof of time travel, the existence of alternate realities, the existence of a glitch in the reality matrix, and so much more. But we're going to do our best to explore both the truth of this phenomenon as well as what the scientists want you to believe. Okay. okay. <laughs> I'm already a little uh, uh I I'm 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 a little broken right now, but okay. Uh, not fine. broken, but I'm like confronting the truth of this reality yeah, and the impermanence of everything that you have ever known, loved or experienced. It's the time is nigh. And the depth of the void to which you stand facing. Okay, it's I mini need, mirrors. <laughs> I need, I need uh, middle school goth Caitlin to like <laughs> let the take truth, a step back. Let the truth liberate you, my friend. So first, we're gonna talk Hold about. On, let me get my my chemical romance shirt on right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, yes. So first, we're gonna talk about a potential theory that's been put forth for what is causing the Mandela effect. And then we're going to talk about uh, how it lines up with um, the simulation theory. And then we're going to talk about different examples. And listeners, feel free to share your examples on our Facebook group, The Haunted Heart Podcast. You can search it on Facebook and find us there. You can request to join the group. It's a closed group. But once you join, then you can talk about weird, creepy shit like the Mandela Effect all the time uh, with people who fucking understand you and understand that our reality is a hologram. And you can also email us at thehauntedheartpodcast at gmail.com if you have any cool Mandela effect experiences that we don't cover. Because we can only cover so much, obviously. One of the more intriguing theories that attempts to explain the Mandela effect points a finger at CERN and the Large Hadron Collider in Switzerland. I'm sorry. Have you heard about CERN? (laughs) I'm sorry, what? (laughs) CERN? It's a capital... (laughs) I realize as I say that out loud that you can't see how it is spelled. C E R N. Yeah, C E R N, but all capitals. It's like an. an, an, an when I tell you I passed my middle school spelling bee test with <laughs> flying colors, bitch. <laughs> no, I'm gonna tell you what. We had a spelling bee in middle school in fifth grade, and I was the only one that knew how to spell baloney correctly. Really? And I took the crown. Because took I knew the how, crown. I did. I took the crown because I knew how to spell baloney. Husky. <laughs> Husky. Husky with a crown. So here's the thing. So you might be wondering, what does CERN stand for? So, okay, yes, I would be CERN. 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 C-E-R-N. I'm certain. <laughs> certain. <laughs> I'm certain I need to know what CERN means. So CERN was created in December of 1951. Uh, by an intergovernmental meeting of UNESCO in Paris. And it was the first, maybe not the first organization, but like the first major organization that was established um, that was a European Council for Nuclear Research. And of course, in French, it's like Conseil European pour la recherche nucléaire. France fucking hates you right now. That's true. France is like... Fuck you. We're going to get a a tweet from French Twitter that's going to be like, actually, it's not pronounced that way. 
No. Jesus. I did my fucking best. <laughs> I did my fucking level best for you people every week. Anyway, so CERN. CERN is responsible, you may have heard in science class way, way, way back. They are responsible for creating the world's largest Hadron Collider. I have no clue what that is. Okay, so they're basically crashing atoms into each other. Oh, like a nuclear thing. Yeah, like a like a an intergovernmental agency that was established for nuclear research. Sure. Huh. Like a reactor, a things with yes. particles that like smash them together. To do things? Yes. So CERN's experiments are intended to find illusory particles that could potentially show evidence of a multiverse. So what they're trying to do is create tiny black holes or discover dark matter. So while all of this sounds very Mm -hmm. exciting, it also sounds potentially dangerous and irrevocably irresponsible. Yeah, I was going to say... What could possibly go wrong if we opened up a black hole in Europe or tapped into another dimension with consequences unknown? While the scientists at CERN assure us that their experiments are conducted on such a controlled small scale as Listen. to have little, if any, negative consequences. Listen, you can't play that bullshit with me. I have seen Resident Evil and know what can happen. Right? Right. Little, if any, negative consequences. If any. Some people believe that their meddling in quantum fields has led to some strange effects, resulting in some kind of interdimensional entanglement. That sounds like a space orgy. <laughs> it sounds pretty hot. I mean, I'm kind of, I don't know that I wouldn't like not be into interdimensional entanglement as long as it's not like I'm halfway in like our 3D universe and then like halfway into like a 2D sort of like Thing that's gonna rip my body in half. Yeah, I, I like being three dimensional. Because technically, as two dimensional figures, we're literally just Wait, one no. long tube from mouth to anus. Oh, so we would actually literally just peel apart because we're kind of we don't hold up well in two D. Okay, no. Yeah. I watched a video on quantum physics once about that. It was uh, horrifying. Cool. I was too young. So one of the quantum particles that CERN has been researching uh, is the gravitron. Oh, is that like the, that's the, um, the fucking ride at the fair, the gravitron. Oh my God. The one that would like, it was literally just a vomit machine. Yeah. Like it, it would just, just hurt you it until you throw up. It just spins around and you just get stuck to the fucking yes. walls. That's literally the yeah. only ride I would ever ride. And I would always like get upside down and just sleep. It was great. Yeah. I, I love the I loved that one because it was shaped like a flying saucer, but I also hated it because it made every single drop of blood in my body go immediately to my head and and it would hurt. Oh, I love it. Your eyeballs would be like popping out and shit. Anyway, yeah, so that's what they're that's what they're searching for at CERN. Well, I can already tell you it's at the Pennsylvania County Fair in <laughs> Southern Virginia, so all right, CERN. We've already got gotcha. you. So these elusive particles correspond with how gravity would react between different dimensions and are still only hypothetical. But the way CERN describes them is intriguing. Now, this whole paragraph is a direct quote directly from from science. From science. From science. Can you hear my air quotes? All right. This episode is about the truth. But the scientists say... 
If gravitrons exist, it should be possible to create them at the LHC, but they would rapidly disappear into extra dimensions. Collisions in particle accelerators always create balanced events, just like fireworks, with particles flying out in all directions. A gravitron might escape our detectors, leaving an empty zone that we notice as an imbalance in in momentum and energy in the event. We would need to carefully study the properties of the missing object to work out whether it is a gravitron escaping to another dimension or something else. I am so... (laughs) I am so lost. It's okay. That quote was for science. So basically what he's saying there is that uh, they're colliding these particles together, right? And to make po- black holes. Small black holes. Yes. Okay. To study interdimensionality. Oh. Yes. Like in space where we talk about wormholes where if you yeah, go into... Kind of, yes. Got it. Yes. Okay. So we're we're looking at that, right? Um, I watched a, a documentary on YouTube once of... Stephen Hawking and all okay. that stuff. Okay, so I, I see that you're prepared to have a scientific discussion. <laughs> I watched it for like five minutes while research. my food was heating up in the microwave. So basically what they're saying is that they're colliding these particles together uh, at high speeds. And what I found interesting about that quote was the part about collisions and particle accelerators always create balanced events, just like fireworks, with particles flying out in all directions. And what they're saying there is that a graviton could escape, a graviton could escape their detectors, leaving an empty zone, and then that would then be balanced out. So it could be that we're breaking the fabric of our reality apart and mixing up events, exactly like what happens with the Mandela effect. Okay. Sound argument. Moving on. Cool. (laughs) But what we really want to know, because we want to know about the truth, we want to know if it's possible that CERN is actually already inducing gravitons, which are creating holes to other dimensions and swapping idiosyncrasies within our world. Y'all. And I don't have an answer. (laughs) Whoa. So they're concerned that we are creating multiple realities? Holds to other dimensions. We wouldn't technically be creating the other realities, but we would be kind of like smashing the wall. Kind of like if I smashed the wall of this apartment right now in my exuberance, we would then be creating a hole Hole on the other side. Right. So we didn't create the apartment that's on the other side, but we smashed a hole through the fabric of reality. And now we can access that dimension. And things from that dimension may come in here, like an angry apartment dweller who's very upset that I've punched a hole in the wall. And things from here may go in there, like your cat in search of food. Okay. Makes sense? Sure. Sure. All right, cool. Sounds fun. So I'm going to let that one simmer. And next we're going to talk about the Mandela effect and the simulation theory. Have you heard of simulation theory? No. Okay. I, I believe it's safe to just assume that any theories I have never heard of, I, I yeah, it's just safe to say. Okay, just literally no theories. Do I, No theories. Have you heard Only about facts. the baked mac and cheese theory? Oh, well. <laughs> hold on. Let me pull up my notes. So, yes, the Mandela effect has been linked to the simulation theory, and there are a lot of uh, things in the Mandela effect um, that kind of lend itself naturally to simulation theory. 
So a lot of people who believe in simulation theory think that the Mandela effect is actually proof of this. And there's actually an entire subreddit that is devoted to glitches in the matrix. And that's actually what the subreddit is called, uh, glitches in the matrix. It's really original. I mean, so who, who is a little on the nose? I feel like glitches in the matrix. Okay. So a glitch in the matrix is actually a conspiracy theory term. It's loosely defined as any unlikely or irregular occurrence in life that is ostensibly the result of a shift in the fabricated reality in which we're all living. Sound vague? Sounds like a movie that I know. The origins of the term actually reach all the way back to the 1999 movie, The Matrix. Uh, Interesting. Hmm. Who could have Suspicious. Suspicious. <laughs> yes. So in The Matrix. Real original here, folks. Obviously in The Matrix, if you've seen the movie, most of humanity is living, unbeknownst to them, in a digital simulated world. And they're all like floating in those weird pods with the strange goo with the like plugs yeah, in the back I, of their necks. Yeah. It bothered me as yeah, well. Uh-uh. So um, they're actually plugged into a big computer and the fake reality is called the Matrix. One clever plot point is that there are occasional small glitches in the Matrix, usually when those who control the Matrix are introducing new code. And this is experienced by humans who are trapped in the Matrix as experiences of deja vu or errors in perception. Interestingly, in an animated sequel to the movie called The Animatrix, the glitches were even used to explain apparent paranormal activity. A haunted house was simply a computer glitch. Oh, okay. Which was kind of an interesting take on the paranormal. Interesting. Right? I don't like it, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, it's haunted because of ghosts and magic and spirits, not science. (laughs) Science, you ain't got no place here. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to say, I'm going to drop my act really quickly and just say that I'm pro-science. In fact, I vote for science. I just want to say that. Now, moving on. You have no power here, science. (laughs) Now, moving on, I'm going to cite Reddit user Amplified Asteroid, who who attempts to explain the connections between the Mandela effect and simulation theory in a Reddit post from 2017. Continue. I'm here. This is a long quote, so stay with me. He's going to explain simulation theory to us. If you don't know, the simulation theory basically states that we are all in a simulation created by an advanced society in the faraway future to study our lives. I just realized that our lives is spelled A-R-E, to study our lives. (laughs) To study our lives. Sorry, y'all. Let's keep it moving. God, it took me out of it. All right. So the theory states that we are all in a simulation created by an advanced society in the faraway future to study our lives and do experiments and whatnot. This theory comes with things like glitches where people have experiences where something happens and there is no other explanation for it. I am a firm believer of the Mandela effect and simulation theory. Combining the two is a little complicated but I'll try my best to explain it. <laughs> if this is, in fact, a simulation, then there has to be the number one, 
of these, the number two, things. First, an admin or game master. Basically someone who can control the environment and the people of the game. Second, there has to be multiple servers. In other words, to us, parallel universes. If there is a game master, then that game master has the ability to alter whatever or whoever they want. It can be a logo or a person, and it can even be names if they so desire. The one thing a game master can't do is get rid of something completely or add something brand new because it is officially a part of the simulation. In other words, unchangeable code in the simulations database, in this case, the Mandela effect makes sense. If there are multiple servers rather than a game master, then this could have happened. The server could have been flipped, so the people in the one we switched with, so the people in the one we switched with went to ours and we went to theirs. Now, if this advanced civilization did make a simulation to study, then wouldn't it also make sense that they made multiple to see the difference in results? Kind of like a chemistry experiment? If both servers started out at ground zero, but both evolved around the same time, then there would be minor differences between the two. This is why nothing major has changed, like someone never existing. And then to further the experiment, they could have switched the two servers to see the reaction of the two. Of course, we could have just been transported to another reality, but I thought I would add my thought on the topic. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. So there's a lot going on here. That is Reddit gotta... user Amplified Asteroid. A budding scientist. <laughs> um, okay, so we have a game master. Yes. So there's a there's a lot in that quote, and a lot of it, yes, I understand, is very poorly written and sad. I understand that he is probably 13 at his computer, and he was writing this before his mom called him down for dinner, but the idea of the game master and coding is something that is central to simulation theory, and it is kind of interesting. Basically, he's saying that, like, alternate realities are just different computer servers and that if we are a simulated reality that has been created by some higher power or higher more advanced civilization to study then they would tweak little things in the evolution of the different realities and then study the differences to see like what those differences bring like if Nelson Mandela really did die in the what 1980s would okay. what would have happened all right you know yeah all right, I'm on board. I mean, how so? <laughs> as far as, okay, I get it. Yeah. So you could technically look at, say, God as a game master, right? Yes. So, yes. and that's like, and religion has always been a part of humanity uh, and that search for meaning of life what exists after, why are we here, all of that stuff mm -hmm. could come potentially from God, a.k.a. a, a game master. Yes. <laughs> um, who is... I want you to know that in that entire post, game master is capitalized every time. Game master. It's the title. Is, this is the research that I do for this show. Great. Uh, okay. And so, and what they're saying is... Uh, is that they are just testing, or he, or whatever, is testing, or she, this game master, game mistress, whatever, uh, could be trying to create alternate 
timelines to study the effects of that timeline and the differences that would happen. Yes. That could the take effects place. of events that happen in the course of that timeline. Like the butterfly effect. Yes. Yes. Okay. That's a great way to think about it. Great movie. Yes. <laughs> if anybody hasn't seen uh, seen it or knows the if anybody doesn't know the cultural definition, the butterfly effect uh, is a common trope in which uh, somebody goes back in time and changes one small effect, like killing a certain butterfly or not killing a certain butterfly or what have you. They change something that's seemingly insignificant when they return to their present time. They find that their present slash the future has been changed entirely and followed a totally different path of evolution based on this seemingly insignificant thing, such as a butterfly. Mm. That was pretty good for fucking making shit up on the fly, right? Yeah, I think it was. Cool. Thank right. you. Thank you, movies. They teach me a lot. <laughs> yes. So basically, the Mandela effect is looked at in the context of simulation theory as proof that reality is, in fact, a simulation and that we are either being moved from server to server or that a game master or game masters of some kind from a higher civilized society are recoding our reality as we go. Got it. Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> you seem like you feel trapped. <laughs> Am I frightening you? Um, so Are there's you... just a lot of information that's uh, going on. And I just feel like, yeah, in a way, there's like wall, wall, wall. And I'm like, <laughs> my reality used to be so open. And there just used to be a clear path. And now it's being obstructed. And now obstructed. I have fucked it all up with the truth. And now it's being obstructed. Yes. I mean, you just seem to have the mannerisms of a person who is stuck in an elevator with someone they are frightened of. Yeah. And you just seem very agreeable. Yeah. Um, quite like this podcast. <laughs> right. Yeah, true. Okay. So obviously, there's a ton of examples of the Mandela effect. Uh this is kind of where it gets fun, right? We get away from some of that horrible screaming nothingness of reality being a, a false program that's being coded for us by minds that are so far advanced from ours that we couldn't even possibly understand their motivations or reasonings for putting us through this sick game. And we get into the fun stuff, like is it Berenstein or Berenstain Bears? Wait, what? No. Stein. Stein. How do you remember it being spelled? S T. So, all right, the Bernstein spelling bee champion. Just <clears throat> pointing it out. The Bernstein Bears. I never. I didn't. I didn't like them. Um, <laughs> I, I, wasn't, I didn't like them. I wasn't a part of that. I didn't care for that. I didn't care. I wasn't a part of that as a child. I didn't read that. Uh, but Bernstein Bears wasn't it also a cartoon? Is that a Mandela yeah, effect think, thing? I I Am I thinking there was, was a cartoon, also, but there wasn't? Is anything Katie, real? Is anything You real? have fucked me up this week. I want you to know that this has been my entire week, and then I got a blood clot. Like, <laughs> somebody's trying to keep me from the truth. Somebody. Um, <laughs> amplified asteroid. <laughs> He's actually the game master. Yeah. They're on to me. <laughs> we go back, and then, like, that post is, like, non-existent. Fuck. <laughs> Woo. No. Um, Bernstein. B. All right. So B E R E N S T E I N. Okay. I'm going to show you this book cover. 
This is an actual book cover from Berenstain Bears. No, that's a stain. It's always been stain, you see. And I read these as a child. I was into them. I read no. them. I remember going to the dentist's office, and it's always been Baron Stain. No, fuck you. Google it. Fuck you. It's I don't the believe truth. that. It's the truth. It's I always don't believe been Baron Stain. Bernstein. Bernstein it's, Bears. It's, it's always Bernstein been Baron Stain. Bernstein. Let me show you. Bernstein. Bernstein. Let me show you all of these book covers. None of them have ever said Berenstein. It's always been Berenstein. Um, Our entire lives. Or has it been? I don't believe this. <laughs> it's real. I don't believe it. I no. I swear. What, do to you me. believe that Google is just like against yes, you in this fuck moment? Google. I've fuck colluded Google. with Google fuck to you. fucking change all of it. Fuck this podcast. I'm out. Bye. God damn it. <laughs> fuck you. I'm out. This is the part where Goodbye. <laughs> this is the part where Kenny loses his grip on reality and just like walks through the wall. <laughs> no. I'm over it. I'm done. He you literally do this podcast yourself. Fuck you. It is Bernstein Bears. All the way. Well, you have to you have to listen to the rest of them that are absolutely horrifying. All right, I'll sit back down. Okay. So, great movie. Everybody loves it. Forrest Gump. Yeah. Do you remember what Forrest Gump's favorite quote that his mom always used to say was? All right, so the, it's a very quotable movie, first yes, of all. it is. Um... She said, life is like a box of chocolates. He said, no. Is it what she said or what he said? Because he said. It's what mama always said. Mama always said. Mama always said, life's like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. It was a great impression. Thank you for sharing that with us. Uh, I, need you to, I need you to be more, like enunciate the quote a bit more. What do you mean? Mama always said life. Mama always said life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. Okay, so would you say that... I don't know what you... That's she how said, it was said. Life is like a box of chocolates? No, life's like. Or life was like a box of chocolates. Life's like. Life is like. The answer in this reality... Is that Mama always said life was like a box of chocolates? Is that correct? It is. No, but I like went back. grammar wise, is that correct? Well, yeah, because he's saying that Mama always said in the past tense life was like a box of chocolates. So instead of doing a, di a direct quote, saying Mama always said, quote, life is like a box of chocolates, he's saying Mama always said life was like a box of chocolates. He's keeping it all in the same tense. And I went back and watched the clip of the film, and we'll post it for you guys, um, but it, he actually does say life was like a box of chocolates. And he does have a rather thick accent, so this one can sort of be explained by that, but he clearly says life was like a box of chocolates. And yet, every time that movie is quoted, everyone always quotes life is like a box of chocolates. It's even well, painted no. on the movie so, theater floor so, here in Tyson's. So, listen... Here's my theory on this. Mm -hmm. Forrest Gump was speaking in past tense. Yes. We're using the quote 
for present tense. That's true, but people are usually quoting the movie directly, and they will do what you did, uh, well, which not. is say that its life is like a box of chocolates. Yeah, because it is. <laughs> it, it literally is. Does it help? It's you not feel- past tense. <laughs> That's not past tense. Life is like a box. Does it Life help is like a goddamn box of fucking chocolates. You never know if you're going to get the motherfucking nougat, the good nougat. You never know if you're going to get the fucking orange cream, which is kind of okay, but you you you, you still eat it anyway. We've broken Kenny. Or the Kenny. fucking cherry. We've broken the fucking cherry. Mind. The motherfucking cherry. The cherry that you don't fucking want because <laughs> chocolate and cherry don't fucking go together. You either get that or sometimes you get the fucking delicious coconut center. Sometimes it's the coconut center, sometimes it's the nougat, sometimes it's the fucking dark chocolate, sometimes you get the nasty cherry and or I swear to God, if you just cream. start like skipping right now, sometimes you get the cherry, the cherry, the cherry, the cherry, the cherry, the cherry. <laughs> it is like a box of chocolate. I feel like you are violently holding on to the shards of your reality. And oh, just my reality is intact, bitch. I'm fine. My reality <laughs> is intact. I know the truth. Life is like a box of chocolates. Because I don't know what I'm going to get. <laughs> kind of like with reality. Next. <laughs> I'm a little frightened to give you more. Next. So the next one um, is a little bit more personal. Well, I guess we'll take it to a personal region now there's a ton of these there's literally a list of like a hundred of these um and i tried to pick out the ones that most people would probably relate to so um in snow white when the queen goes to her mirror what does she say to the mirror what does she say on the mirror the little poem uh she says Magic mirror on the wall. Who's the fairest of them all? Wow. What? Is that right? Interesting. Yeah. So so you said magic mirror on the wall. Who's yeah. the fairest of them all? Yeah. What I remember and what a lot of other people remember is mirror, mirror on the wall. That's said a lot, though. Who's the fairest no, of no, them no, all? No, 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 no. I know that. Now, see, I know that one because uh, as a young budding gay um i loved <laughs> the evil queen um besides she's evil queen's like my second favorite um i love cruella she's my favorite first vill- she's my first favorite villain but uh no i remember that one I, I remember that one that one was always magic mirror and i know but like even in today like a lot of people will say mirror mirror on the wall because even in um that remake with what's her face Mm-hmm. The one with Kristen Stewart and um, Charlize Theron. Oh, Snow White and the Huntsman. I think they say mirror. No, do they say? Ooh. I think she actually, she says magic mirror. I think she says magic mirror on the wall. Yeah. So this one actually. That might be, yeah, that might be why. Because I remember it from, from Snow White and I remember it from, I remember that. Because I love Charlize Theron. She was a badass in that movie. That one's not, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. So that one actually has a little bit more uh, explanation. Um, explanation, explanation, in quotes. Um, so in case you sheeple are worried what? about your fragile reality. I will fucking come across <laughs> this table right now. Um, in the original Brothers Grimm story involving Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, 
It is indeed mirror, mirror on the wall who in this land is fairest of them all. But when Disney translated it, they made their own version. They took creative liberty and a lot of different things, and that includes the dialogue. Uh, Magic Mirror was, uh, Magic Mirror replaced Mirror Mirror. So the actual quote is, Magic Mirror on the wall, who's the fairest of them all? Mm. Okay, so it's kind of like correct, but not correct. Yes. Like, so, But there are a lot of people who argue you down that it is mirror, mirror on the wall. But some people put forward that it's because they heard the Brothers Grimm story as well, and they're getting the two mixed up. Sidebar, there is a whole, like, other hole that you can go down about Snow White and the Seven Dwarves that I kind of sort of stumbled down. Uh, the magic mirror, the phrase magic mirror is actually short for slave in the magic mirror, which becomes very horrifying when you then look at the actual image of the magic mirror, which is fucking horrifying. Mm. So um, just going to say, don't like that one bit. Very frightened. Now we're going to close that tab. All right. (laughs) So there are, like I said, there are a ton of examples. Um, There's Looney Tunes, L-O-O-N-E-Y. Yeah. T-O-O-N-S versus... L-O-O-N-E-Y-T-U-N-E-S. Um, some people report seeing Looney Tunes, T-U-N-E-S. No. Uh, change to Looney Tunes, T-O-O-N-S. Wait, I, I remember T-O-O-N-S. Yeah, it was actually T-U-N-E-S. Fuck you. Well, here's the poster. That don't make any damn sense. That don't make no goddamn sense whatsoever. Looney Tunes? No. Tunes, <laughs> cartoons, T-O-O-N-S. That don't make no fucking sense whatsoever. Tunes? No. Looney Tunes, T-O-O-N-S. Looney cartoons. The cartoons are loony. They're not toony. <laughs> Fuck you. So this is the whole argument that's been going on. I didn't realize this episode was going to incite such rage from you. Some people um, remember Jif peanut butter having uh-uh, launched. Uh-uh. Don't. No. Don't fuck with me. Some people remember it having launched back in the day as Jiffy peanut butter. J-I-F-F-Y. Um, I always remember it as Jif, but that wouldn't be. Because um, it is Jif, right? It is Jif. Uh, I think but I remember. Many- I remember. I think I kind of remember. When did it change? Is, are there notes on that? No. No? Many many people recall Jiffy being the official name when the brand originally launched. It was not. It was not. It's always been Jiff. Wait. <laughs> Recovered memory? Maybe we can read you a comment from Rick. Who is Rick? So January 23rd of 2015 in this reality. Rick left a comment on Reddit. That says, does anyone else have a memory of the peanut butter brand Jif previously being called Jiffy? I recall having seen this change somewhere around the age of 10, 1989. And it sticks with me because even at that young age, I actually considered that I may have jumped to a parallel universe. However, part of the memory I'm not as sure of is discovering that it was in fact a name change by a company. At least this is what I've always thought until finding this website caused me to look that fact up. It seems that at least in this reality, there was never a name change, and it has always been Jif. I don't believe... Chris 
On that same thread said, I have goosebumps about this one. I always remember it as Jiffy and commercials when I was young about how moms could whip up a sandwich in a Jiffy. No, see, I remember uh, the choosy mothers, choosy moms choose Jiff. Yes, that was the one that was on when we were kids. Moms like you choose Jiff. I always remember Jiff. Hmm. The mascot. Are you was having a crisis Jifferu. because you're not having a crisis? <laughs> well, no, because I was gonna say that it's like I. If you had asked, no, now see, here's the thing. If you had asked me what the name of Jeff Peanut Butter was, and I said Jeff, and you're like, no, it's Jiffy, then I'd I'd have a fucking issue. No, uh, but I've always known it as Jeff. And, but there was a part of me that was like, well, maybe it was called Jiffy right. back in the day. Yeah, and that's kind of how I feel about that one, too. Like, it's, it's, and I think it's just because it's two extra letters, so it sounds, it still sounds kind of right. Jiffy. So in context, you're like, yeah, okay, it makes sense. Jiffy. But that one guy should totally go into branding, because that's like a really cute little jingle to make up. Whip Walk up a sandwich in a, in a Jiffy. Oh my God, that's so cute. Right? See, I was thinking. Or did he steal it from an alternate reality? I was going to say Jiffy Lube. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I remember Jiffy Lube, too. You can slide in in a Jiffy. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, my. That's a different kind of Jiffy Lube, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. May- we might have something on that. Maybe we could make a toasted marshmallow lube. Shh, to go along with our, our toasted secrets. marshmallow don't tell them lip scrub. for 2019. <laughs> The merch page just gets increasingly sexual. By the way, if you want some merch, go to thehauntedheartpodcast.com. I'm, I'm sorry, it's thehauntedheart.com. Oh, shit. And click on the merch but, tab. Katie. Holy shit. In another reality. Is it? Please don't go to thehauntedheartpodcast.com. I don't know what's waiting for you there. I can't protect you from it, baby. Just please Wait, don't go there. Wait, did you say there. the Haunted Heart Podcast or thehauntedheart.com? The Haunted Heart. I first said thehauntedheartpodcast.com. What if you go there? Oh, my God. Have we checked that? No. Okay. I'm not gonna. Don't. Don't. Don't go there. I can't protect you. Okay. Okay. So those are the examples that we're going to talk about on the show. Um, I'm sure that you have experienced something similar to the Mandela Effect. If you have, share with us via email, thehauntedheartpodcast at gmail.com, or go to our Facebook group, if you just search the Haunted Heart Podcast, you can find it. Request to be a member. We'll approve you. And you can share your ideas there. So, of course, now that I've taken you on this journey and opened your eyes to the truth. If you could just see me, my hair is like. It's true. He, he looks broken. My hair is, he is like a broken all man. in place. And I'm just like, I don't know what, what is life. He is a broken man. What is life? So now that we've done all that, um... I guess that I should share a little bit of science's rebuttal. Psychologists explain the Mandela effect via memory and social effects, particularly false memory. This involves mistakenly recalling events or experiences that have not occurred or distortion of existing memories. The unconscious manufacture of fabricated or misinterpreted memories is called confabulation. Confabulous. I know. That's the way I read it. Every time I can't Honey, not. I literally found I it on the plane. Confabulous. I found the term on the f- plane and I just kept laughing to myself because I was like, 
Confabulation. Confabulous. Confabulous. So in everyday life, confabulation is relatively common. These false memories can occur in a number of ways. For instance, uh, there's the DeRodinger and McDermott paradigm. Are we going into that? <laughs> this paradigm demonstrates how learning a list of words that contain closely related items, such as bed and pillow, can produce a false recognition of related but non-presented words, such as sleep. So basically, they give you a list with a bunch of words that kind of relate to each other, and you would add words that are related but that weren't necessarily there. You would recall that in your memory. It's just the way that our brains work. Oh. According to science. When you said bed and when you said pillow, I thought of a bed and a pillow. Well, no, it's it's like when the list is written down and they give it to you and you look at it for five minutes and then they take it away. Or maybe not even five minutes, but like two minutes. And then they take it away. And then you were to tell them what was on the list. You would add sleep, even if it wasn't there, potentially. Huh. Yeah. Um, so memory inaccuracy can also arise from what's known as source monit- monitoring errors. And these are interest- instances... I don't know why I'm being stopped from sharing the truth with you in a clear way. Whoa. (laughs) Listen, Matrix gods. Just let me get it out. We listen back to this podcast and the entire thing is just white noise all the way through. No, wouldn't that be something if we thought... Like, oh, we did this episode on the Mandela effect, but then we go back and listen to it like months from now and it actually wasn't. Oh my God. No. It was actually like the proper use of candle magic. I don't want it. I don't want it. I'm freaked. I'm freaked out now. Now I'm freaked out. I'm legit more freaked out than I've probably been on any episode. Anyway, we're gonna get through this. It's the science part. Even the coffin births. It's okay. Yep. All right. Um, okay. So source monitoring errors are instances where people fail to distinguish between real and imagined things. U.S. professor of psychology Jim Cohen demonstrated how easily this can happen using the lost in the mail procedure. So Cohen gave his family members short narratives describing childhood events. One about his brother getting lost in a shopping mall was invented. Not only did Cohen's brother believe that the event actually occurred, he also added additional details. When cognitive psychologist and expert on human memory Elizabeth Loftus applied the technique to larger samples, 25% of participants failed to recognize that the event was false. That's a little weird for me because I feel like I would know my memory. I don't. So one of the thing, one of the reasons that this freaks me out so bad is because I'm like really, really like notoriously bad with memory. And as much as I love like true crime and shit like that, like it freaks me out all the time because like I would be the worst fucking witness because they'd be like, what were you doing Wednesday? And I'd be like, Wednesday? Yeah. What's Wednesday? <laughs> Wednesday. <laughs> but before you try to fuck me up, that's why I keep a planner and I write everything down that I've been doing. So if anybody asks me that, I just show them that planner and I know what I've been doing. Well, I don't know, but the planner knows. No, that one wouldn't bother me. I have a fairly good memory unless, yeah. Nah. Mm, yeah. I, I would be okay. I don't know, I feel no. like. Those barren staying bears got you. Fuck you. Fuck you. I don't believe it. (laughs) Yeah. So science basically says, look, as humans, our brains are wired a certain way, and false memory is something that happens very often. We're 
our brains, we've survived for however many centuries because uh, we, I don't know why I said centuries. <laughs> you guys, we've been here for like thousands of years. It's fine. <laughs> Maybe in another reality, we haven't been. Anyway. Maybe that's the matrix coming through. We've survived for thousands of years and we've evolved because our brains do associate related events. And that's how we've been able to survive and be able to hide from predators and, you know, things like that. So that's what the psychologists say. However. Air quotes on psychologists. However. That's what that fake science has to say. Some people have put forth a theory online, and I'll leave you with this one because it's very intriguing. You're going to leave me with it? That the CERN experiments have created the release of a graviton that has then led to a shift in which we have shifted into an alternate reality where Donald Trump became president. (gasps) Katie, he would never be president. That's ridiculous. Bum, bum, bum. So, yes, that is that. So concludes my thesis on the Mandela effect. Okay. I have a theory. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) The guy who has done no research at all, but who has listened to me scream for an hour has a theory. I have a theory. Okay. Um, Let me begin by... Let me start. Let me create my Reddit username. <laughs> Master Theorist nineteen eighty nine. <laughs> my theory, and this may not be complete. It's not peer reviewed or anything. Whatever you want to call it, science. Um, <laughs> Good. Um, is I feel like there would be a way for us to, and this is going to sound a little weird, not necessarily share memories, but like if one person remembers something a certain way and inadvertently, or they remember something a certain way and could inadvertently cause another person to remember it that way too. So like if one person thought that it was mirror, mirror on the wall and say they, that was Jack and say Jack and Sally one day were playing Snow White and said mirror mirror on the wall Mm. then that person would then remember it as mirror mirror on the wall regardless of the original source right right and then it just continues from there but the question but Berenstein Bears (laughs) furthermore fuck you no (laughs) um but the question that would come into play is how would say like I believe a certain thing, even though it's incorrect, and like another person that I've never met or interacted with believe that as well. Unless there's like a, uh, what, you, what do you call that? Like uh, 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 that thing with Kevin Bacon? Uh, six degrees of separation. Yeah, unless you have that like degrees of separation thing going on with the network of people. So somewhere along the lines from the origin point, like you have Snow White with the actual, you know, when it first came out, people believed that or remembered it saying magic mirror or yes, magic mirror. But then there was one motherfucker who said, no, it's mirror, mirror on the wall. 
and was talking to their friends about it or said something, and then it just went from there. I feel like you are about two minutes from pulling some like red yarn out from the table and getting some thumbtacks and just fucking going at it like in the podcast room. Like, yeah. So there's like a network and it's there's an origin. There's a what do you call it? Patient zero. There's a patient zero out there that started this somewhere or maybe the same person that started all of it. No. I feel like it can happen different times. It's just a fuck up. Someone fucked up and said something incorrect. And now that's what everybody believes. Which is why we always do our research here on this podcast and make sure that everything we say is 100% accurate. Because we don't want to be patient zero. 100%. We don't want to be patient zero. That's my theory. It's it's plausible. I definitely think that some of them can fully be explained by that but then there's like that like a little bit of percent which memory scares the fuck out of me anyway because it's like not something that you can really I feel like I have less control over it and I have like large gaps in memory and and I just don't I don't know like there's like large gaps of things that have time that is just gone uh and I don't really know what that's about but I don't want to look too deeply into it Mm. so I'm just gonna keep living my life yeah. <laughs> but those are the um, voids that you're trying to fill. That's true. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> it's fine. It's just trauma. It's just trauma. No. So yeah, I think it's I think it's an interesting idea. Especially when we get into like into like the reality shifts and paradigm shifts that have allowed like different people to come to power and like all kinds of shit like that. Um I think that's just us looking for a reason to explain why we're hit such huge pieces of shit, though. <laughs> why? Some of that Listen, just seems like it's just news. us trying to explain that we're terrible. Here's news. Humans are flawed. <laughs> it's true. Just saying. Yeah. We forget shit sometimes. Yeah, true. Is there a game master? Game master? A game, game master? master? <laughs> game master? Game master? Game? Game? Game. No, don't, don't you fuck with me, because you know I will put this mic down your throat, and that'll be how the podcast ends. No, is don't there a game master out there? I don't believe that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe that. You're um, anti-authoritarian. Authorit- no, authorit- not anti-authoritarian. No, because authoritarian is Anti-authoritarian. Bad. You're just anti-authority. You have an authority figure problem. Yeah, I do. Maybe we can shift to a different time, like a different reality in which we can end this podcast like smoothly. Because <laughs> I feel like we're there are just people rambling. out there that are thinking, uh, "Damn, why couldn't there be an alternate reality where there was not a podcast?" <laughs> no, no. What if Katie said, "Nah, we're good. We're not going to do that," or Kenny was like, "Nah, we're good. We could have spared them." All of this. It's fine. I think that alternate reality is called Twitter, but it's okay. Um, (laughs) Where the podcast doesn't exist. Wrapping it up, you guys be sure to share your favorite or scariest uh, Mandela Effect stories with us uh, on Facebook. Uh, You can also email us, thehauntedheartpodcast at gmail.com. Make sure that you're connected with us on Instagram at thehauntedheartpodcast, on Twitter at thehauntedheart. And that is not a Mandela Effect paradigm shift. That is a character limit on twitter username so you can thank twitter for that we didn't want to be the haunted heart p cast seemed a little period cast 
So be sure to subscribe if this is your first time stopping by and be sure to leave us a five-star review with a little bit of uh, a review on it. You can just put stay spooky if you aren't great with words like Kenny. And (laughs) thank you so much for listening. If you want to leave a little coin on the dresser and take this relationship to the next level and give us some coins so that we can get back to our home reality, you can head over to the patreon.com slash the haunted heart. Did you hear me say the patreon.com slash the haunted heart? Yeah, you did say, you said the patreon.com. No, so it's no, there's no the in this reality. It's only patreon.com slash the haunted heart. Look, my mind is broken. It's fragile. We need a lot of therapy now after this episode. Please help us afford it. All right, guys. That's it. I'm just going to cut this, uh, cut this short. (laughs) Er. We're going to go have a drink. Uh Uh-huh. Until we can't think about reality anymore, because yeah. I'm shattered. I'm I'm a little pissed off, but that's fine. <laughs> what's What's new? <laughs> that's like the end of every episode, <laughs> right? Just fucking angry. Great. All, All right, right guys. guys. So until next time, we love you. And as always, stay, stay creepy. creepy. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> my